Yes, Have Some Podcast is brought to you by Carnivorous Creations. Our good friend, Mike Nelson, has been making these incredible Ghostbusters props for a very long time. We've been talking about it for a long time. In fact, if you've been paying attention, you would know that I just got my brand new Proton Pack delivered to me at DragonCon. There's a video up on YouTube. You can see the pictures on Instagram. It is a one of a kind. I'm telling you. This is the best Proton Pack I've ever owned. It's the best Proton Pack I'm ever going to own. And Mike was super cool. He was very communicative. He talked to me. He asked me questions. I personally had the best experience I've ever had getting a prop built for me. Because let's face it, these things are special. There's a lot of detail. We're picky. Us collectors, us movie fans, we want the good stuff. And Carnivorous Creations delivers. Now, he not only does Ghostbusters Proton Packs and Proton Pack parts, he's getting into Ninja Turtles weapons coming later this year. He's got amazing prop displays, custom displays for your prop replicas. These things are huge. It's hard sometimes. You don't know even how to put it on a shelf. Mike at Carnivorous Creations is going to help you get your collection where you need it to be. So, check out CarnivorousCreations.com. That's Carnivorous with a K. You can also find them at Carnivorous Creations on Instagram and Facebook. Tell them Yes Have Some Podcasts sent you and get yourself into a brand new Ghostbusters Proton Pack. From the corner penthouse of Spoof Central, all the way to Starkiller Base, this is Yes Have Some Podcast. Do I? Yes Have Some. Yes Have Some. You know, they told me you people were conceited douchebags. The only place in the multiverse where you can love the book, hate the movie, but still buy all the toys. I'm afraid you're just too darn loud. I'm not looking for a friend. I'm looking for a Jedi mask. A what? Please remember to hold on to your butts and get ready to get stressed with your hosts, Craig Goldberg, Abigail Gardner, and Jacob Walsh. About the raccoons recently, too. Yeah, those raccoons are dangerous. Hey, everybody. Being a nuisance. Uh, we're in the middle. We don't know what's going on, but uh, near... Uh, There's multiple helicopters, like, circling our house. <laughs> I think they figured it out. Yeah, this is usually Jake's thing <laughs> to have like ambulance vehicles and like a lot mm-hmm. going on. No, here's what happened. We dropped that first uh, ad for Canada Dry and 7-Up. Yeah. And it's setting the world on fire. and They're trying to find us. Oh, yeah, my God. Happened. That's the paparazzi. <laughs> the paparazzi. <is laughs> paparazzi. Could, y- y'all could come in. Uh, somebody left a comment. There was two really funny. Or this guy left a comment on one of them. Said he's like, "I've never once craved a ginger ale." I was like, "Okay." Oh, I was trying to figure that out. I was like, "Dot dot dot." Until now, Thanks. where yeah. was that? Was that on just the Instagram? Like, on yeah, the Instagram, it was, on, okay. it was on one of them. And then I put this one up on the uh, uh, on the Instagram story. This was a. Uh, uh, Hey, I want to direct everybody to the Yes Have Some official website, which is yhspodcast.com. We don't really talk about the site as much as we need to, but we got a lot of good content going up over there, including a couple articles I wrote this week. Uh, I reviewed the first episode of The Toys That Made Us, the Ninja Turtles episode. And anyways, one of the f- comments on Facebook, this guy goes, uh, and I took this as a compliment, uh, Barry Jones, who's a listener, goes, imagine if Craig got addicted to collecting Barbie. He's probably the only one that could make us feel like we're missing out on something great. <laughs> Dude, I like that. I like that you were writing articles too. Good I job. like the idea of being, being like, guys, listen, 
I know this might sound crazy, but I've been studying the history of Barbie. There's a lot of vehicles. There's a lot of accessories. A lot of play sets. I don't know if you've seen that dream house, but we're talking three stories with an elevator. Mm. I could get into some Barbie. Mm-hmm. That's what you're going to try to collect at the toy show this weekend? <laughs> at the RetroCon toy show in South Carolina? Abby. Yo. what? Uh, there was a time in our life where we bought and sold toys uh, yeah. full time. We've talked about it. I bought some Barbies. I had Barbies. Yeah, I feel like you bought some like Star Trek or was it X-Files? We're talk- Barbies. Yeah, but it was like a crossover mashup. Like, oh, yeah, I've had those before. Yeah. Like the special Those edition. are the only Barbies that I personally am interested in is if they are like related to a film or a TV series. Jake, did you ever pick up that uh, those Jurassic World Barbies they put out? Mm, no, no way. <laughs> <laughs> no, just no. Those are no. the dumbest Wait. looking now. We bought, I, re- I know at one point we had the Forrest, what was the? Uh, Forrest Gump Barbie? No, there was like a Leia. <laughs> is that real? <laughs> I wish. What was it? Oh, no, they those were like the, the power, not the power of the force. What was it? Forces called? of destiny. Force, oh, it was like the, yeah. the doll. Like a, the girl, Star Wars. female oriented line. Yeah. yeah. There was, you could get like a wicket with, uh, with uh, princess Leia. Yeah. Something like that. Well, anyways, so Love if you hear it. helicopters in the background, uh, we, we don't know. There's something going on near our neighborhood, but we'll all mm-hmm. try to get some live updates. Jake thought maybe it was the old, uh, uh, Hapeville Coyote. <laughs> yeah, I, I think there's probably a. I think probably since the Coyote has shown up, and it's been like how long has that been going on? A couple of years, couple right? Years since we've so been on nobody Star. has been able nobody has been able to catch this Coyote. I think probably the small town of Hapeville probably has like a little uh, a sting set up somewhere, <laughs> and they probably have brought in you know top the top brass animal capture team and they're just sitting in this really like like maybe from the outside it looks like a closed down wendy's or something but on the inside it's like all these computers yeah so you talk about a coyote and they're just looking they're just looking for the coyote you talk about that it's like a net the coyote task force exactly no it's like the, the guy from ace ventura who's like the beginning of twister who's searching the uh the whale hunters yeah, yeah. i i <laughs> absolutely like i'm pretty sure as that helicopter goes by there's somebody He's got a headset on and he's just like listening to another guy being like, I got a sighting of the coyote uh, over down Forest Street coming over right on your left here. Uh, it's just like, no, it's uh, Tommy Lee Jones has all the whole FBI out there. Oh, my God. I want you in every outhouse, townhouse, cathouse, doghouse. Texaco. Hey, by the way, Tommy, Tommy Lee Jones is a fantastic actor. I just yeah. want to put that out there. Oh, yeah, he brings you in. Um, well, really listen, we, we had a lot to go over uh, this week. We've got a lot to cover. Uh, thanks for dealing with our uh, shit last week with uh, Skype. Kind of crapped out oh, on yeah. us. Well, yeah. And uh, we weren't even able to get to it our... It was an incomplete episode. It felt yeah. frustrating. Yeah, it was. I was it frustrated. Was well, yeah. How did you cope with that? Um, I immediately went back and listened to old episodes. That's not true. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think I think we got ice cream. I think that's how we've been dealing with things recently. That's how I deal with all my pain. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Lots of ice cream. Yeah. So we're going to get to our Dr. Sleep thoughts. Uh, then we got a little fuck budget coming up. Uh, but uh, yeah, so welcome, welcome. I haven't even said hello. Abigail Gardner, how are you? Thank you for asking me. I'm great. Um, I am in a different place in the house recording, which I feel like we should tell people. Hey, we talked about the helicopters. You can probably hear them because we're really close to a window because we are in the living room yes. recording rather than the toy room because I've been banned from the toy room because it is my birthday tomorrow and Craig has something going on in there. 
And I, I do. I can only hope and like dream of what it's going to be. I right now think it's very big. So I'm excited. I wonder what's in there. Don't get your hopes up, people. Come on. Let's not, uh, <laughs> let's not go crazy here. Yeah. It's just like the worst gift. Yeah. Look what I got you. I got you. Uh, what is, what, what, what's the, okay. This is fun. A board game. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like I just was assuming you were gonna say what's the worst gift. You well, I'd like to do a round table of the what, like what is the worst gift for you personally. So you think like what like a like a, a modern uh, what are you talking about like a tabletop game? Yeah. Like uh, board game. Settlers of Catan. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty crappy. Okay. I wouldn't like okay. that either. I got a lot of makeup mirrors growing up, and I was never a fan of those. They just stress me out. Yeah, here, look at yourself. It was like, here, have a really close <laughs> look at that. You're going through some changes. Get a closer look. It's very, <laughs> it was very stressful. I was like, Mom, I don't want this. Jake, uh, what, what what do you consider not a great gift for your personal uh, um, tastes? I don't know. A copy of The Last Jedi? I don't know. <laughs> Dark Knight Rises? My, my mom, let me tell you about <laughs> this thing my mom does every year. My mom doesn't quite understand the internet or how to, um, I don't know. She always ends up buying me weird things off of Amazon that are like knockoffs of something, you know, like we, we can't like, we spend so much time on eBay or buying just things online in general. We know when something is like a legitimate product or something like that. Yeah. My mom does not. And she'll buy me things where it's like, she'll like last year she bought me these weird, like, towels that are like have dinosaurs and sharks on them but they're like one of those really weirdly printed cheap kind of right she doesn't know how to work like ebay she doesn't read the descriptions of things and like she has one time in the past bought me uh, a godzilla thing which was something i didn't have i wasn't complaining about this yeah but it came in and it's like an inch tall Ooh. And she's like, <laughs> she was yeah. like, what? And I'm like, I'm like, mom, I guarantee you it said that it was probably an inch tall. You just, you don't, you, you got to read it, mom. Read you know, she doesn't know how to work eBay and all that. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. those are, I, I don't want to say that those are like the worst gifts. They're just the weird, fun, mm-hmm. like, all right, what's it going to be this year? Puzzles also are pretty bad. Your mom, Abby, will do, uh, like, it's like, adjacent to our interests but not something you're interested in so it's like mm-hmm. here's a star wars coloring book mad libs yeah it's yeah. just like okay well, yeah uh, i remember also a recent thing last christmas for uh, she got like a tree topper that looked very intricate and beautiful but it was all and oh for her yeah but it was what it, we had to assemble it and it was the most impossible thing yeah it was, it was like she had talked for months about this tree topper she mm-hmm. got and then I literally looked at it and I was like, I'm not putting that it's together. It's like a bunch of paper clips. <laughs> it's I, awful. Yeah. She got you a tree topper though for Christmas? I no, this was just for It was her. like an assignment oh, okay. when we got I was going to say, that's the worst gift ever. Like give, <laughs> yeah. giving somebody a gift for something you can only use on the Once day it, uh-huh. you got it for. Right. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah, fuck yeah, that. Yeah, that's shitty. Uh, by the way, update. Uh, there seems to be a stolen vehicle. That's oh, what's happening. Really? Yeah. How'd you the find coyote that? has stolen a vehicle. The coyote. The coyote's driving. It's like Groundhog Day. The coyote and Michael wow. Myers are driving the car. That was my road. theory. I never got to pose. I think that Michael Myers and the coyote are one and the same. Because <laughs> Michael Myers uh, has like a Halloween and Hapeville thing. Yeah. So I don't hey, know. Hey, I just I imagine like, like the new Halloween. They're like, 
He's no longer the shape. He's El Coyote. <laughs> it was just like they finally get that mask off him, and it's just a when you get the mask off, it's just a normal <laughs> oh, size coyote somehow. That was the- my coyote howl. I liked it. Thank you. Um, so listen, Patreon. Cool. What do you want to? If you like what you're hearing, if you like, if you thought this was good. Uh, thank you to all of our patrons who are part of the Yes Have Some Patreon community. We've got a new bonus episode dropping next week. We are going to be doing the YHS Thanksgiving Spectacular. The three of us, we're putting our heads together. We're going to figure out what we're thankful for. Yeah. So when you storm out of the Thanksgiving room table and you need to go to your car and listen to something. Exactly. This is a gift. We're going to release it on Thanksgiving Day. Yeah. And really, what... (laughs) is a better distraction from your terrible families other than being on the YHS Patreon. Listen to that bonus episode. 100%. I think it's a good idea. Yeah. Um, so we're going to do that next week. A uh, quick note for all of our patrons. We did release a couple things today. We used to have a tier on Patreon early on. Uh, that was one of our higher tiers where we would do commentaries for movies. Uh, and only a couple people had access to that. So we went ahead and made those available to everybody on Patreon. So if you're part of the Patreon, check out your feeds. You will be able to listen to our Twister commentary, mm-hmm. which I forgot we did. Mm-hmm. Our Gremlins commentary, which oh, yeah. I also forgot we did. Seasonal. Uh, and then we did the making of the Coming Out of Their Shells tour. Which VHS was amazing. commentary, yeah. which was uh, amazing. It was great. It was great. So yeah. uh, all that's available on the feed today. If you want to get in on the Patreon, you go to patreon.com slash yes, have some sign up. It's only $5 down and then you pay $5 a month. You get complete access to the full archive and uh, it's a lot of fun. We appreciate mm-hmm. the support. Helps us out a ton. Helps us run the website, pay for the hosting and uh, all of that kind of stuff. So head over to patreon.com slash yes, have some help us build out the community. That's what I call it. Not the hateful community. There was no coyotes and no stolen vehicles Mm -mm. on the yes, have some Patreon. Mm -mm. Unless you want that. No, Uh, we can do that. If you want some possums and some raccoons, I can get some pictures for you. (laughs) Okay. Um, And then a little bit of housekeeping here. We talked about it a while back. We filmed some ads mm-hmm. for Canada Dry and 7-Up. Uh, we God, it's been a couple months already. But It those, was before Halloween Horror Nights. Yeah, it was before uh, – What's what did you just say? Halloween Horror Nights. That's what it's called. Orlando. Uh, I remember. The, what a great trip. Yeah, what a trip. That was fantastic. Jake, did you have fun? Let's go back. Okay. Yeah. What's up, group chat? Um, What's up, Halloween heavies? <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, yeah. We filmed these ads. We did three ads for Canada Dry and 7-Up for the Green Bottle Holiday Campaign. Those ads started dropping this week. And over the next couple of weeks, we're going to be sharing them uh, for our listeners just because we're proud of them. And we, we like the way they turned out. And they're, they're a lot of fun. People think they're funny. So also people, people don't – it's – okay. This thing happened to me where I was talking to somebody I work with and she was like, so I saw your cookie video. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The ad. She's like, yeah, well, so that's your podcast? I was like, no. Oh, this is where it gets confusing. It's like, Great. no, the, that 30-second commercial for 7-Up was not my podcast. It's we very should. clearly a commercial for 7-Up. I yeah. think. We need a secondary title, like Answer the Call or something. To differentiate this. <laughs> it's like when we're doing acting for commercials versus. 
It's like, I don't want to say that, but like, no, I'm an actor. I can't say that. I'm an actor with a now. Series, like a straight I just, I just, if, if someone asked me, I just say as a podcast, we produced some commercials. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. What I like and to they say. still don't get it. No. But you guys do. The listeners get it. Cheers. Here's the holiday the f- memories. Oh, like Hello. Spoilers. Wow. Um, I will say this. Though. Spoilers. Abby, it's only been out for two days. Yeah. <laughs> you tra- Sorry. Yeah. I'm rooting baby like, Yoda for everybody. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, a uh, ton of fun. And we, we, you know, a lot of people helped us with that. So thank you. You know who you are. We've yeah. mentioned you before. Adam Schwartz, Jay Key, Hal Clay. I'm just going to name him again. Johnny Caba. Johnny Caba. You know, there core you go. group. There Great. you go. The core. Thanks, guys. Uh, the core four. Yeah. Um, but yeah, those are a lot of fun. I was happy to share uh, that first one. And like I said, over the next couple of weeks, we'll start releasing the other ones. And uh, Or you could just watch Hulu all day and hope you get uh, targeted. Yeah. I will say this. If Seinfeld. This is a tough task. If anybody Spots sees it. one of our ads and can prove it, takes a screenshot. Ah, God, they could fake this pretty easily. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so, good going, Craig. We want a video. We want a video. Okay, this is what you need to you do. You catch the tail end of it. You watch Hulu all day and you record yourself. Live stream it to us. <laughs> Quit your job. We want commitment. Quit your day job. Uh, okay. It's all good. We really... I was going to say we'll send you a mug. Sure, we'll send you some. Cool. It's going to be great. Just a random mug. <laughs> just one of mine. Not Stranger a things. No, just some We don't have mug. any yes, Uh So, yeah. Um. Before we move on, I know we're going to a uh, toy show this weekend. Yeah. And uh, if you're going to be there, please come hang out with us and say hi. Uh, possibly hold the camera and film us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so uh, we're going to be up at the Retro Toy Con in Greenville, South Carolina, the South Carolina Ghostbusters. They're doing a big raffle. I wanted to plug that real quick. Uh, our buddy Rob Sosby messaged me yesterday. Um, they're doing a raffle. Uh, for the South Carolina Ghostbusters, you can get in. You do not have to be at the show, but I want to talk about this real quick. Um, so uh, they are raising money for a local family in South Carolina. Uh, gentleman, uh, unfortunately, is diagnosed with very, very serious cancer. He's got a family of three, so they're raising some money for him. And it's one uh, raffle ticket for $2 or three for $5. Uh and listen, you can all the information's on Yes Have Some Group Therapy, our official Facebook uh, group. Listen to this prize pack. I'm getting in this raffle. Yeah, I already want the three for five. You just want the tickets. I'll get the bigger one. Abby's more excited about the tickets than the prizes. I like tickets. Okay. <laughs> uh, the grand prize uh, for this uh, charity raffle. And listen, I love Rob Sosby and I love the South Carolina Ghostbusters. That's why I'm talking about They're doing good stuff is mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Um Grand prize, autographed Ernie Hudson poster. Cool. You know him? We don't, yeah. You know that guy? Mm-hmm. Uh, an in, yeah, he's in Congo. An in-box <laughs> Mattel PKE meter. That's nice. That's like oh, a three or $400. <laughs> yeah, got serious, didn't mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> The uh, Ghostbusters 35th anniversary Funko Pops, uh, another anniversary gift set. The official Ghostbusters employee welcome kit, which was uh, which is available uh, now. Uh, vintage Stay Puffed uh, wristwatch, mm. Hasbro Ectotron, and uh, some Ghostbusters mystery minis. Complete value over six hundred dollars. I'm getting in this raffle. And oh yeah! Damn it, I'm winning it. Mm-hmm. I really want to win this. Yeah, I'm upset that you guys well, think you're gonna we win. Should, like buy tickets for people who aren't there. I should. 
And then, well, I don't think you have like, to they do that. Can, no, you they, just they can do it online. You can do it online. Oh, oh, guys, I just invented what they already are doing. Okay. <laughs> Abby's like, wait a minute. Wait, there should be a wait. website <laughs> where you could like buy books and CDs, but on the internet. <laughs> CDs. Uh, so yeah, check that out. If you're going to be at the, uh, the Retro Toy Con, make sure you stop by their booth and enter the raffle. Or go to Facebook.com. Search for Yes, Have Some Group Therapy, which we'll talk about more in depth later and get the information from there and uh, support a really good cause because uh, people go through tough times. You can help out. Maybe you'll get a PKE meter out of it. I think it's a Mm win-win. All right, cool. So we didn't get to it last week, but we're going to talk about Dr. Sleep. Yeah. Right now. Do it. We're going to do it. We're just going to get right into it. Don't sleep on Dr. Sleep. Don't sleep on Dr. Sleep. That was Abby. Yeah. There you go. I'm going to start off. The one thing I will say about Dr. Sleep, and I don't know if you guys agree with me or not, is I like, I don't think we should call it Baby Yoda anymore because I think (laughs) we're getting too attached to that name. Wait, what are we talking about? It's clearly not. It's not Yoda. It's not Yoda. We're going to have to learn that it's got a totally different name at some point. Yeah, they're going to be like, oh, it's going to be like in Terminator. His name's Carl. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's got oh, family. by the way, no spoilers. The opening scene of Terminator Dark Fate it has leaked on YouTube. I'm not going to spoil it, but I watched it again today and it made me even more mad because that scene is really good. Yeah. Uh, but let's talk about Dr. Sleep. I'm going to give you guys the floor first. You're not going to do a polarizing thing? Just burn it. I didn't like it. Yeah. I give it a C minus. I give Dr. Sleep a C minus. And I can give my reasons. I don't know if you guys want to give your ratings first. I give it a nine out of ten. Okay, we're going to each do a different kind. Nine out of ten. I give it a C (laughs) minus. Abby gives it a nine out of ten. Jake, how many many stars? stars? Fuck. Uh, I give it I give it nine point five fucks. Okay, oh, all right, okay. there you go. Cool, very nice. Um, Good. It needs support, Jake. It needs our support. It needs something. Yeah. Listen, I want you guys to go first. Uh, I'll set the table. Mm-hmm. You guys are hardcore Stephen King fans. You've read The Shining. You've read the sequel, Doctor Sleep. Yeah. I was really looking forward to this movie. I don't know what you let's set the table a little bit. What was everybody's anticipation first? Jake, I know you avoided the trailer. So what was your mindset going into it? Well, I, I, yeah, I avoided the trailer. I was excited to see it, but I also, if, if you guys can remember to, um, my heated reaction when the first trailer came out, I was pretty annoyed at first that, that we were following Kubrick's shining. Um, because some of my favorite parts, in the Dr. Sleep book um, kind of directly call back to things that happened in the book of the shining. And I was like, Oh, they might not be able to do those. I was, I was annoyed at first. I, I slowly and slowly got more excited about it. Um, I did skip the last, uh, like the last major trailer that came out. Um, but I was still kind of going in. I was still kind of like, I wasn't, I just, I wasn't a hundred percent sure. I, I, I was excited because I, I, I like that director and he's done some really great, um, <clears throat> things with Stephen King in the past. So I don't know. I, it's hard to like, on one hand I was very excited. On the other hand, I was like, what the, what are we about to see? Yeah. Right. And I should say we are going to get into some spoiler territory. So be warned. Yeah. 
just the very fact that it was going to bring together the book material and the movie material, which it's like obviously well known that Stephen King and didn't like the Stanley Kubrick interpretation, et cetera. So it's like, and then hearing that Stephen King was excited about the movie and that that's like a standard at this point. So going into it, I had really high expectations because I personally enjoyed the book. I was let down by the third act of the book. Um, but I think that the general themes of it, uh, like sobriety and that kind of shit, the fact that, uh, Dan Torrance is in AA, that's stuff that like I really connected with. So I was excited to, uh, see it on screen. And I also really like the Overlook Hotel in the movie, in Stanley Kubrick's movie. So I was excited to see it, um, back on screen. And I knew that going into it, that there was going to be some, you know, revisitation in it. Um, and in the book, obviously it's it's not um, there anymore because it was burned down. But I was very satisfied with this movie and I won't skip to the very end of it. But speaking of things burning down, it was kind of a nice, satisfying end for those who are fans of the book, The Shining, or even of the book, Dr. Sleep, because it was very faithful, um, in my opinion. Yeah. So my I was really excited about this movie. And I remember early on making a prediction. I was like, it's it's in our podcast somewhere. I was like, guys, there's no way Mike Flanagan is not going to be adapting the the Stanley Kubrick universe into this version of Dr. Sleep. And I remember you guys were like, Craig, there's no way that he can. Uh, and I was like, I think Mike Flanagan can mm-hmm. because uh, he did The Haunting of Hill House and that's a fantastic show and he could do anything he wants. Uh, he also has an Instagram that's only pictures of pizza. That's yeah. all he posts. Cool. Um, so shout out to Mike. I like his stuff. Um, but I, 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 it's so interesting because, and we're going to talk a little bit later about uh, the movie not being that successful financially, uh, uh, maybe some of the reasons behind that. But I thought that the only way Warner Brothers was going to get behind a uh, a franchise type sequel like this was going to be like you got the the thought was like, well, we're going to have to capitalize on the people who love the shining with this assumption that the shining has this major fan base. That's they're all going to show up because this is the sequel to the shining when in actuality, I don't know. The shining is definitely uh, revered as one of the great films of all time and people love it, but it doesn't, it's not like it has a, it's not really a franchise. It's a, it's a, it's definitely referenced and has affected other people. Movies. The thing that it gets compared to a lot as far as uh, uh, movies of a similar era is Blade Runner in that it's got a faithful audience, but it's more – it's a cult movie. And like remember when Blade Runner came out, the sequel, it also did really bad and they didn't understand why. And the reason is like it just doesn't have like a broad appeal, I don't think, like from a franchise perspective. <laughs> But we're going to talk about all that later. I want to talk about the, what's actually happening in the movie. Um, I did not really – it's really weird. Uh, Jake, I've been kind of messing with Jake this week. I keep texting him talking about how much I hated this movie. But I'm, I'm going to give my real feelings right now. I did not hate this movie. Uh, it's a very well-made movie. It is a well-acted movie. Um, I personally – and maybe this has nothing to do with Mike Flanagan. Maybe this is uh, a shot against Stephen King. I didn't really like the story. I don't – I think there's certain things in certain stories that once it's over, I don't – like the thing that I love and adore about The Shining so much – and I'm, 
my perspective is strictly the movie. I'm not, I did not read the book. So this is just somebody who, uh, just loves, uh, mm-hmm. the shining of the movie, uh, the mysteriousness and the unanswered questions and the, the just watching the deterioration of Jack Torrance in this hotel, basically in slow motion is so satisfying that I can watch the shining, finish it and start it over. Um, and it didn't give you all the answers and it didn't explain to you what the shining is or what the shining was. And so the story of continuing like on the mythology of the overlook or the, it's very existence doesn't sound necessary to you. Like it doesn't sound like it's well that I think that's, and that's where I'm having a little bit of trouble separating. Did I enjoy the movie? Like, that's why I'm like, it was a well-made movie and a well acted movie, but it did not, satisfy any needs for me because I, and I'm usually not this person. I'm usually the person who's like more movies, more franchises. I want more, 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 more like retcon it. I don't care, but there's something about, to me, it almost feels like if there was never sequels to jaws and then 40 years later, they made a sequel to jaws where they started explaining why the shark was the way it was and how it got there. And I just wouldn't want that. Um, So that's kind of the, the, there was stuff in the movie that I liked. Like I thought Ewan McGregor was really good. And I thought the young actress that played Abra was good. Mm -hmm. Um, I, but like, let me ask, let me throw this to you guys. And I'm sure we're going to end up going a little long here. What would just from, not just the movie, but the story, the follow up to the shining Dr. Sleep, when you read it for the first time, like what was your, the story of the true knot and Rose of the Hat and all that. What what was your takeaway? Nick, I'll let you go first. Um, <clears throat> I I think I'm coming at this in a little bit of a different way that you are, Craig. Because to me, I feel like oh yeah the <laughs> the, the 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 fact that. To me, this movie doesn't go back and explain The Shining. Like you get more of what The Shining is, and you and 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 there's there is a little bit of uh, of mythology added, but there's not that much. And most of it is like kind of dealing with what the true knot is. And I think it's pretty interesting to see um, just other. It's almost like everybody's Shining is different. It's not all the same. But let me get back to your question. Uh, I used to call mine Tony. Best line yeah. That was the best line in the movie. And Jake, I agree with you. I think that's cool to like have the different <laughs> levels and skill sets of the show. I do too. But it also like to me, the reason I thought uh, Dr. Sleep works as a sequel to The Shining is because unlike most sequels, most sequels are just trying to capitalize off of the last version. They they usually just try to copy it. They're usually like beat for beat the same sort of thing happening and i think the sto- the like the story of a group of basically vampires that just travel the world and eat people who have the shining mm-hmm. is a cool way like to me that's a cool way to connect to tell another story in the same universe without having to basically like be like yeah Jack, uh, danny is in it and it's it and he's you know, the main character, but it's like, it's focusing on such a different kind of story than what happens in the shining. Yeah. That but to it's me, still, it's fine. There's almost those trace elements though, of like 
because in the book, that's something that when Danny was at the Overlook, the ghosts there were like specifically because of his power, they were feeding off of him, which is kind of mimicked in this book with Abra or whatever. So there's, there's some connectivity, but it's also a very different story because it's not like you go back to the Overlook. Right. Yeah. Especially if it was, in the book. If, the C, if Dr. Sleep was like another family goes to the Overlook and the dad starts kill, like that's the kind yeah. of sequel that is bullshit. You know, like this, yeah. I feel like there's enough there. And I, and I agree with you, Abby, that the, maybe the last, uh, the finale of the book was a little bit of a letdown for me as well. It and I think it probably, and I think it, yeah. And I think it probably was for, um, uh, Mike Flanagan yeah, as well, dude. because he like it, it follows the book pretty perfectly up until a certain point, And then it becomes its own thing. But I'm like, Oh, his movie diverged from the book almost at the exact moment. I lost interest in the book and mm-hmm. there are things I'm going to, uh, I'm going to just touch on some of the stuff in the ending because I can't talk about, uh, yeah. my, my problems before I even saw the movie without talking about it. But like, Craig, you said you haven't you haven't read that you haven't read The Shining. Have you seen the made for TV version? I have. Mm-hmm. OK, so even though that movie is not great, it was a little more faithful to the book. And one of one of the things that is very, very, very different in the book and in uh, Kubrick's film is that Jack Torrance is it is it's pretty clear in the book and in the miniseries that Jack Torrance isn't just a man going crazy and deciding to kill his family. And and there are like glimpses of still humanity here and there. And in the end of the at the end of The Shining, he kind of is able to turn it around and save his family. Um, and in Dr. Sleep, there's this there's this really cool moment where Jack Torrance kind of comes back and he and he and he kind of helps in the end. And I remember that was the thing I was annoyed about because I was like, there's no way we're going to get that because Kubrick's version doesn't set up that kind of arc mm-hmm. for for Jack Torrance. And, and like, that's fine that it doesn't like I'm not upset at Stanley Kubrick for not setting up that arc. But I was kind of excited about seeing it come to anyway in a Mm -hmm. different form you know um but i think like there have always been and stephen king is the biggest (laughs) the the loudest voice in this there have always been a big number of people who really like the book the shining um but and maybe also still like the movie but they're they're so different it is completely like i've had someone ask me you know what i would think if they remade the shining and I've always been like, yeah, I would love that. And 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 they'll be like, well, don't you like Kubrick's version? I'm like, yeah, I do. But it would also like there's enough room. That book is so different that if somebody remade it and they stuck closer to the book, it wouldn't it wouldn't even touch Kubrick's version. They, yeah. they would be so different from each other that it doesn't matter. There's enough variety and like, yeah, it's starkly yeah. different. And I think I think Mike Flanagan, as a fan of Steve, like he's a huge fan of Stephen King and that's proven you Mm -hmm. know like this is not he he, that was proven before this movie was made and i think he was like you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna adapt this book but i'm also gonna do maybe the unthinkable and i'm gonna kind of i'm gonna kind of take some of the things from the book that people like and take things from the movie that people like and i'm gonna kind of 
make it good for everybody. And that's what he does. Like the end of Dr. Sleep, it's literally an adaptation of the end of the book version of The Shining yeah. that we don't get in the movie. And that to me is kind of mind blowing that he does that and that it works. I agree. I completely agree. When you see uh, Ewan McGregor go into the boiler room and all that go down, it's like, I, it, yeah, as a fan of, of the book and of Stephen King, like that's, that was extremely satisfying. There's nothing I like more than things burning down at the end. That's what happens at the end of Carrie. It's just like a good, like closing, finishing uh, note to all of it. Um, And I personally, just to make a statement, I really enjoyed going back to the Overlook. I loved seeing and revisiting, um, I think, didn't they do the room as the uh, book room, like 217 instead of 237? I think. No, it was still it was still from the movie. Oh, okay. Maybe I, I, I read an I read an article where um at first he was gonna he was gonna make the number the the middle number like had fallen off the door. So it could mm-hmm. be either one, but then he said because there are the flashback scenes mm-hmm. that it okay. has to be it has to be two thirty seven. It doesn't make sense to change the number of the room and leave everything else the same. Yeah. 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 I hear you. Um, but yeah, I thought that the, uh, to, to take the best part, uh, that's unused from the original source material from the shining and make that basically like make amends to what was kind of a weak ending to Dr. Sleep, use that to fix it. Like that, I thought that was really smart and I thought it worked really well, um, and made for a great ending. And yeah, I, I think it was cool that Stephen King wrote something that was so totally different from, um, the shining by having the true knot. I really enjoyed the the book description of the true knot. Um, I like some of the romantic stuff between the different members. Uh, kind of wish I'd seen a little more of that in the movie, to be honest, but I liked their representation in the movie. I thought that Rose, the hat was really great and like captured all of the like sexuality and power and, and coolness that she has in the book. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I enjoyed it. I they was were very like, annoyed by Rose, the hat, the entire movie. You I said that. Uh, why is that? She's like there's some, beautiful hair. No, she, uh, yeah, I get it. She was pretty. Yeah, it was great. Uh, there was something about her that just like, I didn't feel like I was more fearful of the other members of the true knot. Maybe that's what it's supposed to be. Um, yeah. I, with her, I just felt like she was like a struggling leader who was losing her grip and as she and I just I didn't feel threatened by her as much as I felt like I was supposed to as the main antagonist. I Um, feel like you're some I feel like you're supposed I get I I completely get that. I feel like you're maybe supposed to be annoyed by her because she she comes off as so not it's not you know scratch that she's not it's not that she comes off as she's so completely full of herself yeah. and cocky. And she thinks that because they've been living so long that, you know, she can't be stopped. And, you know, she literally thinks she can do whatever she wants. Yeah. And maybe that's been like true up until a point. But I think that's one of the interesting things about the movie is that we have this creature who's been alive for who knows how long, like we don't know how long she's been around and she just thinks she could do whatever the fuck she wants. And then all of a sudden here's like, Here's like an 11 year old kid who yeah. who's like literally fucking her shit up. There's something like about the. I just really quick need to put this out there. I would like to have an image. You know, those like live, love, laugh signs. I really want a picture with Rose the Hat that says live long and eat well, like in that font that you see in like every, every <laughs> get on it. person. Put it, put it in your car. Kitchen. Part, That'd yeah. be cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, put, it in the mom's- put it in my mom's kitchen. <laughs> tight. So I think. I do want to state this. I'm not one of those like 
there's certain people who are Kubrick uh, purists. Yeah. Who are just like, there's no way that anybody could even begin to cap. Like, I'm not like that. Mm -hmm. I don't care. Like, yeah, I get it. He was insane and did 80 takes of every shot and was meticulous. And Mm -hmm. I get, I get all that. I get the legend, but um, what I love about the shining is that when I watch that movie and I've seen it 50 times, the entire film gives me a sense of uh, it's like unnerving Mm -hmm. the entire, even at the beginning askew. You can't replicate that, but you can't replicate it. But, but, but when I watched Mike Flanagan's The Haunting of Hill House, I'm not saying I felt like I felt like The Shining, but I felt it, the story was told and it was shot in a way that made me feel levels of un, uneasiness yeah. the whole right. 10 episodes. And I just well, did not get that from this movie. And it but that's me because, out. But that's because, okay, well, that's your own fault, though, for going <laughs> in. Yeah. Like, well, no, 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 listen, listen, hear me out. That's your own fault for, for giving this movie – these expectate like not knowing the story that's you thinking you're going in and watching the shining like it's that's not, not this movie doesn't do that because this is not the shining this is not the haunting oh, of hill house it's not the shining dude no it's not for sure and it's i, and I agree with you that the sh- i agree with you that the shining feels like that and this movie doesn't but that doesn't bother me because this movie is not made to do that like it's not trying to like the shining is a very specific you know slow burn scary fucking like insane story like it is built that way on purpose like that's what they're trying to get out of you and that's not what this movie is this is a different this is a different thing just because it's a sequel to the shining and has a good bit of you know throwbacks and 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 references to the shining doesn't mean that it should be yeah. eliciting the same kind of feelings from you by the way to this me- this is all major role reversal I'm not used to not liking something and Jake liking it. It's very, yeah, I like it. That it's weird. It That's what's hey, unnerving right. about it. It's weird and I don't like it. And I've been dreading having this podcast. <laughs> yes. Well, cra- it's, I, I, there I was swear no to God, I swear week. to God, I've been like, I'm going to get fucking pissed off at Craig. I don't want to get pissed off. The um, no, but yes, Craig, good point, Jake. Craig, if you were anticipating that uneasiness or unnerving sensation uh, from this, I don't think that this story has that. Like, you know what I, this story out, has. Redemption arcs, and it's this—it's a study on how you deal with traumatic memories and put them in lock boxes, and how that shit comes back and affects you. I will say this: I want to say a couple good things. Mm-hmm. I definitely did not hate this movie, but um, I thought Ewan McGregor was great, and the stuff where he goes to like AA and has to kind of come to some level of acceptance of uh, realizing that he was doing something that his dad wasn't able to do, and Kind yeah. of, I think they t- tapped into some of those themes from the book of the redemption arc of uh, yeah. Jack Torrance by him as saying, much as they could for right, sure. Right. Yeah, so I thought the, that, that was touching. I thought spoiler for the fucking book, the part that made me cry the hardest is when Jack Torrance is, or not, excuse me, or Dan Torrance is in the final AA meeting and he like shares his darkest moment, his like uh, rock bottom point, and it's something that he'd been carrying with him the entire time and like was really ashamed of. And when he says it in the group and like in front of everybody, he realizes like nobody gives a shit. They're all just getting coffee and eating cake. And that fact that like that one little thing that can hold you back from, from flourishing or forgiving yourself or whatever, like that was very moving to me. And I really enjoyed that. And I liked seeing him. I liked seeing you and McGregor in the AA meetings in the movie. And like, that was very, that was my, my connection to it. Yeah. And that I really liked. That, 
yeah, I loved all that. Let me let me something something that I, I kind of came out of the movie thing a little different about the book is that in the book, the true not to me were um, there were aspects about them that I always kind of was like, they're not they're kind of lame. They're kind of and steampunk. It's yeah. And in to, in the movie, I thought all of their stuff was well done. I thought they were creepy looking when their eyes were lighting up and when they're eating uh, Jacob Tremblay, that's mm-hmm. a very graphic yeah. and gross. Like they're just eating him and stabbing. Like it's very brutal. It is. And, and it's like, and it, that's basically the same as it is in the book, but there's just something about seeing that. And, um, and when they cycle, like when they die and they cycle through, that's, that's, almost exactly how I pictured that happening Mm -hmm, Me too. from how it's like, I I thought all the visuals, all that stuff was really cool. Um, they also, let's talk about some of the, some of the things they change in this movie. They're like, first of all, probably the biggest thing is that they killed Danny Torrance in this. And Uh that is a big, like to me, that's a, that's a ballsy move because, Uh, The book is a very the book has a very kind of and I guess the movie is also still a happy ending. But in the book, um, everybody's good. Abra's, you know, back with her family and Danny is back working at the hospital, helping people pass on. And it's you know, it's a very by the way, I really liked that part because, like, I had no idea why the movie was called Dr. Sleep. Mm -hmm. Like, I I literally. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, like, it's a great. Yeah, that stuff like him in the hospital with the cat and all of that, yeah. and, like yeah, yeah. him being able to bring comfort to people. Like I thought that stuff was really well done. Mm-hmm. I there's a little more of that in the book, but I will know, say this: you're Jake, already dealing. Yeah. This is why we're not. This is why we're friends, and this is why we're not going to fight. Mm-hmm. Oh. Even though, well, we might because we haven't talked about the the biggest thing yet. Um, <laughs> Jake, out of all yeah. the people I know in my life, you know what it's like to really want to like something, but not, but not get out of it. What you thought you were going yeah, to and sure, the level sure. of being, cause I was bummed out. Like, it's not like, listen, there's sometimes you go into a movie that you want to hate. Like we, like sometimes you just want to not like something. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But sometimes you really want to like something. Yeah. And you don't get out of it. What, you thought you were going to, and that could be a little bit of a bummer because uh, I'm trying to think of examples of, well, I mean, I think the last Jedi or in any franchise yeah, or, sure. mm-hmm. you know, uh, you're anticipating seeing something on screen had, or something on screen. I think we both had like kind of opposite things happening with, between like me and you, Craig and me, uh, me and Abby, I think are pretty similar. So that's why I'm just saying me and you, but uh, I think we both had a little bit of a different, we knew more like I, you know, me and Abby kind of knew more what to expect. I think you probably knew, didn't know what to expect at all besides what you saw in the trailer. And it probably, it's probably also such a different, I, I, like I'm curious to what maybe other people that we don't know or, or people who are just big fans of Kubrick shining and haven't read the book, because I feel like there's certain like reading both books. It's almost like, I don't know. I, I don't know, quite know how to put it, but it's almost like I wonder if me and Abby are, are getting more out of the movie because we we have more backstory to go yeah, on. I think so. we, and there are there are things that happen in, in the movie that 
we know more about because we've read those books or, you know, when you read two, like when you read two books <laughs> that are, you know, sequels to each other and something as big as The Shining. Yeah. And, and when you get some, I just, I don't know. I don't know how to equate what I feel to something that's happened, you know, with you, because it's like, I read the shining and I, and I love the ending of it. And then you realize, Oh, you know what? It is a bummer that that's not what's in the movie. And then you read the sequel and then they make the sequel. And then they like, whenever Stephen King came out and and he said, uh, I rolled my eyes when I first read this because Stephen King has nothing but good things to say about every movie. But he, he, he came out with that statement saying that Dr. Sleep kind of redeems his hatred towards the shining a little mm-hmm. bit. And I'm like, Whoa, that's a big statement because he talks shit about the shining every chance he can. And he has since, you know what I mean? Like he relentlessly yeah. talks about how much he hates Kubrick's the shining. And for him to say this movie redeems my feelings a little bit. I was like, what, what could possibly happen? Like what, how could like, that is the statement that should like, I feel like that statement, it can never, it can never be as good as you saying a statement like yeah. that. So I was like, what the fuck's going to happen? Up. And just, and the fact just, I, I know I keep coming back to this, but the fact that once they get back to the hotel and, and we see the boiler room and, and Danny becomes possessed and then kind of comes out of it and blow like that shit to me was very emotional because it's like, holy yeah. fuck, like Gee, that's the shining. Like was, that's the yes. end of the shining. Yeah. From the very I, beginning I, I of the com- movie. When yeah, I, saw, I completely uh, understood why Stephen King said that. I was like, I get it. I yeah. get how you could hate something and see that and be like, oh, that's my original ending for the book. You know, like, yeah. And, and see, you haven't read those books, Craig. So no. it's like I can understand maybe not seeing eye not to having eye with same. us about it. Yeah, because I was watching it and like grabbing Craig's arm. I was like, oh, that's Azzy. I was like, that's his name in the book. They, got, they did the cat. Like nobody, you yeah. know, I, I get excited about that little detail. And so, yeah, when you have that investment, it's a little bit different. And I think Craig, your expectation level was probably off a little bit. Just hold on, hold on. Bullshit. Look. I'm calling out both Co- of you get right Get back now. up here. I like that Craig's you're both like, couch. you're what you're, you're both mansplaining to me. This why is, I didn't like, Craig, here's the thing. Craig's like, I you just Tony. didn't get like, I'm allowed to not like it. You it's are. Like, I'm just. No, I'm not saying you're not. I'm just saying. Here's the thing. I feel like that's part of the reason, and it's an interesting thing to me because I I wonder how many other people I'll say feel this. that same Listen, way. The stuff I was looking forward to a lot was I was like, I know they're going to go back to the Overlook. I'm excited to see that shit again. And once they got there, I was just kind of like going through the motions. Like, yeah, it's really cool to see the Overlook again. There was part of me that I was like, I wonder if because of Ready Player One, I'm like, I already saw the Overlook last year. I've already been oh, back. Maybe. Oh, like, maybe. I've already been Fuck back. that movie. Um, listen, Craig, when they oh, make... you're saying yeah, listen? Yeah, I'm saying listen. When they make and adapt the uh, the book of Gutsy Women by oh, Hillary Rodham Clinton and Chelsea Clinton, <laughs> you'll understand what we're talking about. I believe it. <laughs> I, I only know the title because it's... It's on top of our fucking what is that? A D that's not a D top. What's that thing called? Fabricor. Fabricor. Wait, Fabricor. you put that book on the top of the fabric? What yeah. are you doing? It's on top of our proton pack. Um the Hey, but also like also Craig, this I, I wanna 
Craig, I want to know what you thought. Is Craig back in the room? Yeah. Did, did he leave? We're sharing um, a couch, so he keeps like, he's back. So, um, the beginning of this movie, uh, in the beginning of the book, there, there, there is a scene that takes place maybe three, I think it's three months after The Shining happens. And it's Danny Torrance, uh, Wendy Torrance, um, a little bit of Dick Halloran, and it's, and basically what's happening is Danny is still being haunted by the ghosts from the Overlook, even though they're no longer at the Overlook. And uh, Dick Halloran kind of teaches him a way to, uh, you know, put those ghosts away. And that's where yeah. the lockbox is coming in. And that whole scene, I loved it so, so much. I, it's I one it of my great. favorite things. Mm-hmm. What? I thought it was great. Yeah. I thought that's what I wanted played, to ask. You. That's what I was asking you about. I wanted to see what you thought of that. I thought it was great. I thought the new actress who played Wendy Torrance was great. I thought the new Danny was great. I thought the guy who played Dick Holleran was fantastic. Yeah. And yeah. actually, um, it had come out after this movie uh, came out that it didn't do financially well. That Mike Flanagan had been planning uh, a Dick Holleran spinoff. Dude, I'd watch uh, that. Which is interesting. But anyways, um, I thought all that stuff was good. And I guess that's where I'm kind of teetering, where I'm definitely going to rewatch this movie. And I think a little mm-hmm. bit of time separation, uh, separating it, some of my uh, pre, uh, my notions going yeah. into it. Like, I, hopefully, because I want to enjoy it. Um, so, yeah, I thought all that stuff was really good. And, yeah. and I thought that continuing the story uh, just right after the, the events of The Overlook um. Yeah, I shout out to the kid who played young. Yeah, he was great. Was and shout out to Ewan McGregor who was also great. And shout out to Carl Lumbly, the guy who played uh, Dick Holler. He, he was great. I love this movie. <laughs> um, let's talk about Jack Torrance. So okay, this was really there was a really funny exchange I want to tell everybody about. So after the movie, I was talking to we were talking to Jake, and I said, "So let's talk about Jack uh, Torrance." So he does show up in this movie. It is seen with uh, Danny and the the bar. Uh, what's the, the ballroom? Is that what it's called? The ballroom? The the yeah. the gold room? Yeah, yeah. Whatever. The gold room. The gold, the gold uh, room. And uh, gold, uh, gold room's a club in Atlanta. The gold room. <laughs> he's with. Oh my God! He's with Kevin Nash and Eric Bischoff in the gold, in the gold room. Okay, and it's getting scandalous. Um, so he's with uh, the uh, Jack Torrance is now uh, he he's he's playing the bartender, but he's not playing Jack Torrance, even though it is Jack Torrance. But he what's the bartender's name? Lloyd. So what is this? L- Lloyd. He, yeah, he, Lloyd. He calls himself. But that's something that happens in The Shining as well. Yeah, exactly. So it's a total throwback to The Shining. Um, so he's play. They did not do digital de-aging. They didn't Which do any camera good. chicory. Uh, they just recast him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Henry Thomas, yeah, uh, who was uh, Elliot in yeah. uh, E.T. And, of course, he's worked with Mike Flanagan a lot. Uh, so I knew this was coming. I, I knew that Henry Thomas was going to play Jack Torrance in this movie. Mm-hmm. I knew because six <laughs> months ago, Jake told me that, hey – it leaked. There's a rumor that Henry Thomas is playing Jack Torrance. Fuck. Jake's memory is so fucking bad <laughs> that after the movie, I was like, yeah, well, we knew that was coming. And you were like, what do you mean? And I was like, well, you told me that Henry Thomas was playing Jack. You were like, I didn't know that. I was like, <laughs> I was legitimately surprised. I was like, <laughs> I, dude, I had a conversation. I had a conversation earlier in the, in the week about the movie, knowing like, 
I, I actually had multiple conversations about whether or not I was thinking they were going to try to like CGI Jack Torrance. If he was going to just like barely, barely be in it, be maybe shadowed if he was going to be recast. And I was like, I, I think maybe the day before I was talking to a friend and I was like, um, I was like, no, I bet he's going to be recast. They recast the other actors from the shining. He's going to be recast. We just don't know who it is. Right. <laughs> James I completely like, uh, forgot. 51st dates. Which I'm glad more. I forgot. I'm, gl- I'm glad I'm It was that was so long ago. Like I remembered it after you mentioned it to me, but that was so long ago, and it was a rumor that never popped back up in any sort of news. I'm I just completely forgot about it, and, I, and I'm glad I did because I I was kind of I was kind of pleasantly surprised with it. Yeah. So let's talk about it. I thought it was okay, at best. I think Henry Thomas is a great actor. I understand why they recasted it. And I understand why they didn't use a big name actor because Jake, as you pointed out, that could be very distracting if you, you get, yeah. you Leonardo get, DiCaprio. you're like, holy shit, there's Leonardo DiCaprio in this movie. So here I can tell you what my main issue from that scene is. And I wonder if it was, I think if, so my main issue with the Jack Torrance scene, because I think he looks close like the other characters, they don't actually like that doesn't actually look like Wendy Torrance. She's dressed like her and she has the same hair and she and she did a very good job at the voice. Yeah. So it's did. easier to accept it. Same with Dick Halloran. Um, the thing here, I think I think it all comes down to the to the voice. It sounded to me like he wasn't trying to sound like Jack Torrance. I think he looks close enough that if he was doing the voice a little better, it would be a little more acceptable to people. But I think I, part of me wonders if like, I wonder if they tried it with a little bit more of a, of a, of a Jack Nicholson impression. impression yeah. And I wonder if it just came off too weird, but because he's got some, Jack yeah. Nicholson. Everybody does a Jack Nicholson impression. Yeah, I, that's yeah, yeah, actually yeah. a good point. I, no, they could have overdubbed no. it with a really good. I think there was. I think the voice. Yeah, he looked fun. Like he looks. The look is whatever. Jack Nicholson's voice, especially the is so mm-hmm. distinctive and so. I guarantee there was people who watched that movie who are vaguely familiar with The Shining, but maybe not like like we are, who might right. not even have realized that that was supposed to be. Jack Nicholson. Yeah. Okay. Well, those people are idiots. Uh, but I not listen, listen to this podcast. Listen, I can agree with you that the voice, the voice does throw that scene off. I still think it's a good scene. I'm still glad it's in there. I like Henry Thomas and I still think everything else, I think it was well written. I think it's a very cool, uh, a satisfactory exchange between like, if I'm not, so the thing that I was upset about earlier was that I liked, uh, Jack Torrance's redemption, which, hey, also, that goes against everything I think I stand for, because usually I hate when there you are redemptions redemption. in yeah, movies. God they, forbid they're, us- dude, they're usually full of shit. a good guy, Jake's going to walk out of the I'm fucking I'm going to get so mad. Yeah. I'm going to get so mad. Usually redemptions are really hard for me to to accept, but Jack Torrance is in the book I did, and uh, his scene at the end of Dr. Sleep is, was really, it's like one of those stand up and cheer moments because he literally comes back as, you know, is, is the ghost. And he, he literally helps Danny, uh, kill off Rose the hat, you know? And it's, and it's a really cool moment. And I was like, Oh, I'm not going to get that. 
this to me was was and I mean specifically talking about the conversation that they had not not the specifics of how they shot it or filmed it but the specifics of the conversation and the back and forth that the two of them had it felt satisfying to me and it felt like it it felt like a little like a little sliver of of the shining to me that being said i don't know what they i don't know why they did that with the voice like the reason the only thing i can think of is that maybe they tried it and it wasn't working so they were like hey you know what let's just not do the voice yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, it just it kind of took me out of it. There's certain I don't want to be like this, but I feel like it's the Harrison Ford uh, Han Solo thing. There's certain characters played by certain actors that I just have no desire to ever see. Yeah, right. I think it falls into that. And category. I think there's there's not a lot like like I there's not a lot, and that's one of them for for whatever I, I, reason. I, I agree with that. I agree with that. But the thing that lets me. The, the part of my brain that lets that slide a little bit with this is because it's it's two minutes. It's like yeah. two minutes of a movie. And if there was no Jack in the movie, I'd be fucking annoyed. If yeah. I if I sat through Dr. Sleep, if I sat through almost three hours of a sequel to The Shining with no Jack Torrance, I would have been so fucking annoyed. Like, I, I, I want agree. it in there. I want a Jack Torrance scene. And and I like that that it wasn't a CGI Jack Nicholson. I really, really like his, you know, dedication to just recasting actors. I, that felt, that felt real to me. And it felt like somebody who cares a little more. And I'm not saying every de-aging is bullshit because we just talked about the best thing in the Terminator film was the de-age Sarah. Like it looked very, very good. Right. But it also, even though it can look very good, it's still always distracting. And it still always seems fake because so, it is. Jack Nicholson's like eighty years old now. Yeah. I don't even know if he's acting. I think it might be senile. I don't but think he. Yeah. I wonder if they reached out. Yeah. That's possible. It's possible, but I guess it maybe it, it could it would have had to be in voice only, right? Please, for the love of God, when that movie comes out on Blu-ray or whatever, I hope somebody does a deep fake. Yeah, and just somebody will. In there. Yeah. And they're just somebody, somebody will. will over. I'll do. I'll do the voice. Yeah, I feel <laughs> almost at that point with somebody that looks and sounds that iconic that you should do the smoke and mirrors and whatever else you can to yeah. make it the most convincing thing. Because having somebody that doesn't clearly resemble him or have the cadence or depth it's of voice, tough. yeah, it's, tough. Just, it's yeah. not make or break. It, it really no. We're talking I, about it, but it I doesn't. think this is some. Yeah, I think this is something. I I don't. I think it's a case for case for case basis to me because I don't agree that it has to look or sound exactly like him, but sure. It helps. Yeah. Um, good. We've had, we did it. We did it. And if you want to read more, go to YHSpodcast.com Cause I wrote a little op-ed about don't sleep on Dr. Sleep. Yeah. It's basically everything I just said, but I think this might be the first time this has got to be usually it's more like Abby and I will be in some kind of agreement and Jake will be have a dissenting opinion. Mm-hmm. But it's a little role reversal. I like – I'm going to start hating well, things it's, more. It's also You're better not, like I, – yeah. I get – listen, I get stressed out when my friends don't feel the same about something as I do. Like it's stress. It, it's stressful and it shouldn't be hey, because yeah. it's – Jake, it's, it's a good thing you don't give a fuck about politics. <laughs> yeah, fuck it. It, it just uh, – 
you know, it's stressful when you hear like a, some, a movie you really like your friends don't like or, or, or yeah. the opposite way. It's stressful. But also it makes for way better conversation on the yeah, podcast. Yeah, there you go. I'm yeah. going to start hating things. Absolutely. Yeah. Hey. Well, I'll keep hating things. You just keep liking things. <laughs> Jake hating things? I don't think that's even possible. Wait, should we call that a... Is that a new segment? Jake hating Jake things? Jake hating things. And it's just like every episode, I'm just like... Just a random fucking thing that probably most people like. And I'm just talking yeah. about how much I hate it. Yeah, Here's the that's thing, our idea. As you guys could tell, like, I don't... It's not like I was passionately defending my case for why this movie's awful. I just yeah. didn't get a lot out of it. And that's okay. Right. And I'm okay with it. I right. It's okay to be wrong sometimes. You know, it's fine. Exactly. Like, we'll move yeah. on. Dude, and you'll watch so, it again. By the it'll way, two weeks ago, it'll be two weeks and you'll yeah. realize before we move on. I think it's going to end up as like a treasured gem for I Stephen King fans. Really cannot wait for this Rise of Skywalker to come out because who knows what that. I, I, I want to. I want to see it right now and talk about it. I'm, I have a feel because we're yeah. the band. Everybody loves the Mandalorian. Mandalorian and Jedi Fallen Order. I have a feeling it's going to be. I oh god, I'm just excited. Um, listen, we're going to move <laughs> on. We're going to do a fuck budget. Uh, before that, we are going to do uh, our brand new segment. It's the Ghostbusters 2020 trailer watch. I'm excited. Here we go. So, Abigail, Jake, we've talked yeah. Dr. Sleep. My one question for you is... Seen any trailers? Any Ghostbusters trailers? Is the Ghostbusters trailer out? Nope. <laughs> All right. Negative. Sorry. Cool. Wrong number. All right. So unfortunately, uh, yeah, no trailer, but we're going to keep that segment going until we get a trailer. It's, I don't know, guys. Will you do a special song for when the trailer actually comes out? Yeah, it's going to go like this. We got that trailer trailer. We got that trailer trailer. We got that trailer. Something something like that. Cool. Um, All right, cool. So it's time for the Yes Have Some Fuck Budget. Are we ready? Yes. Another song. Oh. Yes. Here we go. I don't give a fuck. We'll do it live. Fuck it. So this is the segment. Well, we haven't done one of these in a while, but we have a lot of fun doing it. Where we take five topics in the world of movies, TV, toys, books, basically all the stuff we like. We break them down. Jake and Abigail each get. 10 fuck bucks to spend. They have to allocate their fuck bucks wisely. They cannot spend more than 10 total over the five categories. This is where we find out what the Yes Have Some podcast actually gives a fuck about. Are we ready? Yes. Yep. Are we excited? Yes. I mean, actually, honestly, for being honest, no. <laughs> okay. I like that. It's like a, it's like a mediocre Fuck budget. Literally, there's nothing happening. Yeah. The, we're in a slow news cycle right now. Mm-hmm. We are. I know. 
I was going to put They're my rebooting. birthday on the fuck budget when you were asking me for suggestions. <laughs> They're rebooting well? Texas Chainsaw Massacre again. We could talk about that. <clears throat> All right. First up this week, hashtag release the Snyder Cut. That's right. The movement, the Twitter movement to release the fabled Zack Snyder Cut of Justice League, which we're not even sure if it actually exists or not picked up some serious steam when Gal Gadot, Jason Momoa, Ben Affleck, and other cast members of the Justice League tweeted release the Snyder Cut, and then Zack Snyder. There's it, no way Zack Snyder didn't ask them all to do that. Hey, Zack Snyder should have said, Released my, release my cut. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so it's picking up steam. There's rumors that maybe some version will get released on the new HBO streaming service. Then some reports came out and said it's all bullshit. There is no Snyder Cut. Everybody needs to calm down. Abigail Gardner, when it comes to releasing the Snyder Cut, how many fucks do you give? <clears throat> Zero fucks. Dang. I wrote down three words. I usually write down a lot more. Those words are, I don't care. Um, <laughs> I don't. I, I care because Jason, well, I don't. But Jason Momoa said that he's seen it, which is <laughs> like so lame. He destroys books for fun, and I don't like him. So, yeah, I do not give a fuck about this. He probably got shown, you know, five minutes of a rough cut of a scene, and he's just taking that as like, oh, yeah, that's the Snyder so, cut. He was I like, guess, yeah, I do your throwback. He's an excuse, idiot. I saw the whole thing. I guess we should set it up for those of you who might not know, but basically, if you remember, if you go back to uh, Zack Snyder. Two years ago. If you go back to a couple years ago, Zack Snyder was uh, directing – uh, Justice League, and that he was taken off the project or volunteer. Like it's still not a hundred percent clear. Obviously, he went through a family tragedy uh, with his daughter and left the project. Josh, we- uh, Josh, Josh Whedon. Uh, let's call him jo- Joshua. Oh, Josh, Joshua Whedon, <laughs> Age of Ultron director. Josh, we. That's why I put on Twitter. I said, Josh "Can we release the Snyder cut of Age of Ultron while we're at it?" <laughs> uh, uh, Josh Whedon was brought on to. Uh, repackage it, refilm it, and maybe go for a less dark, more Avengers-esque uh, style movie for uh, Justice League. And then Justice League came out. None of it mattered because the movie sucked. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there has been this whole uh, this outrage from the DC fan community, whoever those people are. And uh, they want they, – they, They're loud, but where are they? The thought there is – well, I, think, I think it comes down to there are people out there who think there is a completed – alternate version people think that Zack snyder made the entire movie and then they went in and changed it and made the movie we got people don't understand that like that's a Zack deep- snyder got pulled out kind of yeah. you know towards the end there's a lot of unfit like there's no it just doesn't exist it just yeah, doesn't no, uh, yeah and whatever it is is unfinished and that's what they're saying no it's effects. not edited or yeah, yeah. Exactly. well anyways hey jake how many fucks Oh, listen, on the list of stupid shit that I don't fucking care about, this is on the top. Zero fucks. And it's because you hate DC and you only like Marvel, right? I only I mean, like Martin Scorsese movies. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's the argument from it's not the, true at all. Yeah. That's the yeah. the argument from the uh, DC community is like you're just a bunch of Marvel fanboys who can't handle the fact that there's a movie better than Endgame. That they won't Dude, show that's us. That's just not true. <laughs> it's like the knockoff. That's like saying like Burger King's better than McDonald's. Like it's a fact. Like that's not true. It's just weird. The whole thing's weird. Like I get it. 
uh, I told Troy Benjamin, a uh, friend of the podcast, host of the uh, Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossroad, fantastic podcast him mm-hmm. and Chris Stewart have over there mm-hmm. uh, on the other side of the internet. Yeah. Uh, I told Troy that I wanted to get a, uh, a Ghostbusters, an answer the call, release the Reitman cut. Uh, <laughs> just to see if we could get him to pick up steam. Yeah. There's an alternate version of Answer the Call. No, but there it is, is a, so much better. And, so and, much. and for no inexplicable reason, they, they just won't they just won't show it. They won't <laughs> give me. It's better, but they won't put it out there. Like if there's a better version of their movie, why what and it's fuck? complete, why would they not show it to you? That's why Shut it sounds like a conspiracy theory. Jesus Christ. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty lame. Uh I don't know. Hey, I want to whatever it is, I want to see it because I know there's scenes and parts of that the whole dark side storyline and everything that that were kind of cut out i want to mm. see it not because i think it's going to be better because i think it's going to be equally as bad yeah yeah but also you just want to you just want to make fun of another dc movie yeah yeah but that's just not finished yet but not because it's dc because guess what joker was one of my favorite movies of the year and it made a billion it's the dollars highest grossing comic book movie yeah so it's just like Barely a comic book movie, though. It is. It was good, but it's barely a fucking Joker movie. (laughs) I did. I like it. No. Yes, you did. I kind of liked it. Yeah. Kind of. That is the role reversal because you and I like Joker. Jake hated it. All right. No, I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. It's fine. But but what I'm saying is, it's just not a Joker movie. Hey, none of it matters because, but it's crazy on Twitter because you've got all these people who, because Henry Cavill came out today and said he still wants to play Superman, which is. Fine, Sorry. I guess. Sorry, Henry Cavill. <laughs> that's so sweet. That ain't happening. Yeah, <laughs> that's, like, not, that's, that's very sweet. nice of you, but fuck <laughs> off. Yeah, you know that you're digitally altered. Hold up, that's, that's so funny. That's very it's nice very of nice you. nice of you, Henry. <laughs> Bye, Henry. <laughs> I love that. That's so funny. Very nice. And then all these people are like, Batman, Ben Affleck's the greatest Batman of all time. Listen, Ben Affleck, can I, can I, let me, let me spit some knowledge on you. Yeah. Have you guys seen the preview for the new Ben Affleck movie? It, no. It it should be it should the movie should be called Made for Craig. Is what I'm saying. I don't know what it's called. It's called The Game or something. Ben Affleck plays a former high school basketball star who is now a raging alcoholic. It's called The Way Back. Who's brought back in to coach the local high school basketball team? Wow. This oh, sounds awful. Is he sober up for the one game? I don't know. But the whole it looks it looks great. Ben Affleck's one of my favorite actors. I've been defending it's, Ben Affleck. You're gonna be choking like, like, that one. It's so funny the difference between me and you, Craig. You're like, it looks great, and I'm like, God, this sounds like fucking torture. <laughs> Basketball, drinking, and Affleck. No. Uh where if they do our Remember the Titans episode next week? Oh, um, we can do that. So well, I'll take you all back to Sprayberry High School. There you go. The filming locations yeah, in my uh, art class. Uh, but what I'm saying is I love Affleck and I thought he was OK. As, and Batman's my favorite superhero. And I thought he was OK as Batman. I thought maybe with a different director or a different writer, maybe this, the, the Affleck solo Batman movie would have been incredible. But ultimately it didn't work. And none of it's going to save the fact that Cyborg sucked and the Flash sucked. Listen, I don't think him or Cavill were the problems. I think him and Cavill both could play very good versions of those characters. I That's like not Man the of issue. Steel. Like, what? Man of Steel's okay. Yeah, I liked Man of Steel okay when I saw it. Like, yeah. We've talked about that before. I, I, I remember <laughs> thinking that movie was fine. Personally, I feel like we're spending way too much time on. Should the we move on? Snyder cut subject move on, for yeah. as little as I thought about it. Yes. Okay. All right. 
This is fun. I'm having fun, though. I'm having fun. Next up, Stephen King is finally getting a Funko Pop. Actually, he's getting two because it looks like there's a bloody variant. There is, yeah. Mm -hmm. And by Jake's tone, I think we feel the same about it. Hold on. Let me read the article. (laughs) This is from Entertainment Weekly. Countless characters from Stephen King's lexicon of horror works have shrunk down to Funko Pop vinyl form. From the shining, here's Johnny, Jack (laughs) Torrance, to it's Pennywise, the shape-shifting clown. Uh... I Jake, hate that article. Jake, what I do you hate the way, I like the way you read it, but I felt like there should be some really cheesy music. Where, where can you get these things? Barnes & Noble exclusive. Who cares? Jake, when it comes to this. <laughs> about anywhere? Any stall at a flea um, market? <laughs> I, gave, <laughs> I, gave it, I gave it one fuck just because it's Stephen King. I, I can't. I don't care about Funkos. I wish hey. there was a – I wish I had a Stephen King figure that – wasn't a generic box head that could literally be any other human being. What I like is the, it, so. the bloody variant. It doesn't look like blood. It looks like it's only on his forehead. It's a fucking mashup. Yeah, it looks like a really bad makeup job. And it's like he's got oh, he's Carrie and he's Jack Torrance because he's got the, the, the regular one looks like Ian Malcolm. The, the regular one. <laughs> I have to protest because for the one time I saw Stephen King in person, and anytime I see him on television, he wears jeans. And he likes to wear jeans and be comfortable in a t-shirt. And that outfit, I don't know if it's based on an earlier version, maybe a picture of him from like whatever, the 80s or something. Because his hair's dark. But yeah, just, it's like young. I don't know. Funko Pops, I are, hate them. They're, they're pretty dumb and they're pretty generic and they don't, like if you don't, they they just look, they all look the same. You know, like it, it could be any person holding a book. So I gave it one fuck just because it's Stephen King. But I, besides that, I don't care. I gave this three fucks. Because it's Stephen King, and I just didn't give a lot of fucks to you other things. Funko Pops more than Jake does. Yeah, but I'm gonna get these because I have the Pennywise <laughs> Funko Pop, and I have a Stephen King <laughs> shelf where they will look really good I on ha- display. I have a bunch of Funko Pops too, and I'm thinking about getting rid of them. Oh man! God. Wow. We could have like a teach a course or like have a class or something on separating from your Funko Pops. Not that hard. <laughs> what is Throw the process? Them away. How? What do you do with trash? Coping with the. The itch. Okay, yeah. Let's move on. Let's move on to another subject I don't give a fuck about. This is the the fuck budget where Abby and Jake are just like, all right, let's move on. (laughs) Next one. The new trailer for Sonic the Hedgehog is out after the internet demanded. The internet said, we will give you all of our money. If you redesign Sonic, he fixed I'm this. so glad. I'm so glad this is what we wasted our chance on. <laughs> yeah. For one time to get them to change their minds. Yeah. Uh, so Sonic looks better. I mean, at least he looks like Sonic. Sure. Uh, sure. It's still. Oh, go ahead. It's like when you the send your first. steak back. <laughs> Something like I just I don't know if it's going to come back the same. It's a little bit better. His eyes are a little better, but continue. Uh, there's a new trailer. There's conflicting reports of how much. Some people said it would cost thirty five million dollars to redo Sonic. That's Sh- not happening. That is so That's stupid. Oh, it costs half the movie's budget. Like for we know for a fact, call Mr. Sony. These VFX artists don't get paid enough for thirty five million dollars. Mm-hmm. They're worked to the bone. I feel bad for these people. Mugs. <laughs> yeah. I feel bad for these people. They they worked on Sonic and then the internet said, guys, this movie's going to bomb and that's going to be the story. They the probably movie- weren't very – I feel like they couldn't have been very far into the effects for them to – like if it was – I feel like if the movie was at least half done, they would have been like, no, 
we're half done. We're not changing it. It must have been very early on. Not a lot of actual work done on those effects for them to. Dude, like, as soon as this movie comes out, as soon as it comes out, I'm starting a new hashtag. Release the original Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> Cut. <laughs> Wait, are we still doing fucks or are we just talking shit? Abby, how many fucks? Oh, uh, zero fucks. All right, Jake, how many fucks? Dang, zero fucks. I said Listen, zero obvious fucks. This movie looks like shit no matter how good or bad Sonic looks. Like, yeah, he looks a little, he looks more like Sonic, but he still looks, it still looks worse than what like a CGI cartoon would look like. It still looks really bad and cheap. And I've seen people, I've seen people, I've seen dear friends of mine uh, saying like, like defending this trailer in this movie and I just don't get it because nothing about it is clever or funny or charming. Jake, it's um, because they can't show all the good stuff. They'll give it away. Like they show like everything. Just, just because Jim Carrey is yelling every line, does it make it funny or does it mean old silly Jim Carrey's back? It looks like absolute trash. Stinky garbage. Hey, is that the guy who plays Cyclops? The, yeah, like the first X Men movie. Yeah, it is. Mm. That's who they got for their big their franchise. Movie? Their main guy. What's his name? Yeah. James Martinson. Oh, isn't he in Westworld? He is. Yep. Doesn't look like anything to me. Oh yeah. Yeah, he's like to Bobby yeah, or something. I guess he's pretty. I don't cool. think yeah. it's Bobby. But it's yeah, not Bobby. I, Billy. Billy. I don't. Nope. I, I'm, I'm That's also fun. wrong. But he's, he's in Westworld. It. Westworld characters. Talking to the <laughs> microphone. Well, give me a second microphone, and I will. All right. Well, okay. Nobody cares about Sonic then. Uh, Hey, if I wanted to see a all CGI movie about a bunch of idiots chasing rings, Teddy, there's like six other movies I could watch. Yeah. (laughs) There's only one ring I care about. Okay. Yeah. It's Frodo's. That's what. That's literally the the joke. I I I had to find out. You didn't understand what he meant. (laughs) You didn't like what you just heard. If you didn't, let me show you. Here it is in a different way. (laughs) Let me hammer it home. Jake comes in. By the way, unless Gandalf's in this movie with those rings, I don't care. (laughs) All right. Well, that was fun. That was fun. All right. Let's move it on. What's What's there? Jesus Dr. Christ. Sleep. We're back on Dr. Sleep. How did this happen? <laughs> That's a subject that we talked about for an hour. You're like, Dr. Sleep bombed. <coughs> literally. I guess we should have started let's with do, this do, one. Let's do it. We uh, can wrap up. I we still it. have another one after oh, hold on, this. Hold Damn it. Shh, shh. Everybody take a deep breath. Let's not stop early. We did that last week. Let's take a deep breath. Skype's working. Let's, let's, let's yeah. say thank you. Go as long as possible. Let, we'll go ahead and talk. Listen, we'll do this one. After this, the last fuck is something... Uh, that I think we can end the show on a positive mm. note with. The so. final fuck. Yeah. The last fuck. <laughs> the last, yeah. uh, so Dr. Sleep did not fare well at the box office. It is not connecting with audiences. Now, this is not an anomaly. A lot of big releases uh, recently have really not done very well, including Terminator Dark Fate, Charlie's Angels just bombed. Everything. Just everything. Everything. No one's going yeah. to the movies. Yeah, I read that it was like a record low uh, attendance at movie theaters for that. It was in the article that you sent us. So it was uh, yeah. Veterans Day. So uh, it has. It's not because of the reviews. The reviews are good, and people genuinely do seem to enjoy the movie for the most part. So 
Well, well, Abby, how many fucks do you give about? I gave this uh, three dejected fucks because I'm sad because I really enjoyed the movie and the book. And y'all can just listen to the beginning of this episode to hear my feelings. So, yeah, it got three fucks. Uh, Before we get into our discussion, Jake, how many fucks did you give? I gave it I gave it two very weird fucks. Mm -hmm. Uh, Do we have any theories? Uh, There's different theories being proposed uh, about this, but do we know why it's not connected? Okay. well, I don't think there is. Okay. I don't think like I think this is a very hard thing to track. Um, I think there is no way to tell what's going to there's like no rhyme or reason to what is going to bomb and what's going to make a lot of money. There just isn't. It's always like if it's a Star Wars movie or a Marvel movie, then it's going to do well. But besides that, when you're talking about almost anything else, there are lots of shitty movies that are just generally like known throughout you know, the general public, other than just me saying, I thought that movie was shitty that do amazing. And there are lots of great movies that just kind of underperform or fly under the radar. And I don't think that whether a movie makes a lot of money or makes a little bit of money, I don't think it has anything to do with the quality of the movie itself. I think whoever has the job of deciding how to market or how to, you know, when to release a movie. I think that's got to be the most stressful fucking thing ever because I don't think there is any sort of algorithm or anything that you could figure out to guarantee that your movie makes a lot of money. Yeah, I just don't. I, I agree Nostalgia with or franchise ties doesn't necessarily mean anything. Dark fate. Nothing. Actors, like, you can't bank on actors anymore. You can't bank <clears throat> on, oh, the original. Like, fucking horror movies in general have always kind of done really bad until the last couple of years. And, like, you know, it broke a lot of records out of fucking nowhere. Nobody knew or no one had a projection that it was going to make that kind of money. It's like the fucking weather. It's like, you can kind of be like, Oh, well it might do well. And then it might fucking storm that day. You know, like nobody knows and no one's ever going to know. And we're also in a point where people are going to the theater less and less every week. And you know what? Like, I don't care if you're going to go see, a shitty fucking movie. I think people should be going to the movies constantly, whether it's like, I don't care what you're supporting. I just think you should do it because like you just said, Abby in the article, it mentioned that that weekend was a record low all around the board for everything for movie going in general. It was just a weird drop off and nobody fucking knows why this shit. It just happens. Yeah, there's no science, but like they they want to get it down to a science where they say, yeah. uh, but I, I, it is a great example where it was the perfect storm of the right movie at the right time with the right <laughs> cast. Perfect storm uh, on the heels of Stranger Things, it's with, like a Twister Christmas. Yeah, right. Yeah. Christmas Twister. Uh, so, like on paper, yeah, Doctor Sleep. You've got a successful director, horror. But do you think? I think the marketing was fine. It's a little weird that this movie didn't come out before Halloween. I think it you was don't, a strange time. I, I, yeah. I think the week after Halloween for a horror – I mean usually horror movies are coming out starting out the beginning of October. Yeah, because uh, the brand recognition with the movie is – I think for the average moviegoer would be like, oh, it's The Shining. Sequel, yeah, but so I don't think that I, – I really don't think – there's no like – The Shining was 40 years ago. So the connective tissue – it's not. You can't like the, rely on that. Yeah, I, the the shining's not uh, uh, an IP. Where I, I feel 
I feel like I have multiple close friends who saw The Shining for the first time this year. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, I wonder if like so. I, I don't I always think about when we're talking about marketing and, and TV spots and stuff like that. I feel like we're we're living in a world where a lot of people don't you don't just have cable or TV or you're not just watching channels anymore. You're watching Netflix and Disney Plus and HBO Go and like all of this stuff. And it's all this stuff that does not have commercials. And I feel like that is like I remember when I was younger and when I was a kid and I would that's how I would know about a movie coming out. I would be watching TV and it would get to the commercials that you cannot skip through. Yeah. And you saw commercials for things. And I'm like, now we're living in a world where people don't necessarily have to watch commercials anymore. Like, so how are we getting it across? But that we like commercials, especially for Canada Dry 7. Cheers to exactly. holiday memories. Exactly. <laughs> but but that that I wonder, I wonder <clears throat> if that in general is is a little bit of why attendance in movie theaters has gone down a little bit because it's like, you know, I, I, my two, my two coworkers, they don't, they're, I would call them just the general public, right? They don't, they're not into movies like we are. They don't spend their lives watching trailers and, you know, no, like looking up how long a trailer is going to be and when it's supposed to be like, they're just normal people. Right. And I am always like, I'll come to work and be like, Hey, that new trailer for this is out. Let's watch it. And they will be like, what? That's coming out. We didn't know that that was a movie. Uh, one of my coworkers will not even know that a movie is existing until I'm like, oh, I went and saw this last night. Yeah. And they're yeah, like, what? They, fucking made, they made that. And I'm like, that's the general public. People just don't know because where are they seeing it? Yeah. The other weird thing is I got friends who they say they're Star Wars fans and I'll be like, oh, did you see the Rise of Skywalker trailer? They're like, oh, I saw it was out. I haven't got around to watching it yet. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck are you doing? Yeah. I have friends who are I have friends who claim that they're Star Wars fans and they have not yet watched The Mandalorian and they get mad when people uh, spoil it. That's lame. I yeah, I work with somebody who yeah, who walked out of The Force Awakens and then he <laughs> Hasn't seen The Mandalorian yet, and I tried to explain. I was like, there's – I shouldn't even – this is what we're about to talk about, so. May well By watch. and large, though, people just aren't – like, people sit at home and they watch Netflix and they binge TV shows. Anymore. And they yeah. don't care. I mean, <clears throat> uh, there's more – we're going to start seeing, like, Eddie Murphy's doing this big comeback and he's doing Beverly Hills Cop 4 mm-hmm. and it's going straight and to Netflix. it's going to bomb. Yeah, yeah. Or it's going straight to Netflix. It's going okay, straight to Netflix. Uh, yeah, there you go. But That's you know what? Yeah. It would have bombed. Just like it would have, for sure. But it goes yeah. to that direct intravenous consumption of like, oh, we're watching that. We're just going to keep watching. So what is, <clears throat> could Ghostbusters bomb? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, there's a fuck. Yes, we should all we should 100%. start. But there was a whole, that it could. this was here's the first glimmer of really. Well, not the first, but this was there was a poll on IGN the other day that got tons of votes where they said, what are you most looking forward to for the movies in 2020? And Ghostbusters won by like a mile. But also I think you have to so the sh- like I was just saying about horror movies have never really done overwhelmingly good in the theater and Doctor Sleep falls doesn't in that it make category. Doesn't you think like you know they're doing that new Dune movie? It mm-hmm. doesn't matter how good that movie is. That movie's probably going to bomb. It's just all like I think if you just expect everything to bomb, you'll you'll feel good when a movie does like marginally well. <laughs> right. <laughs> but you're right. Like Marvel's Marvel, DC to a certain extent, and like Star Wars are the only surefire things right now. Uh, yeah. And Fast and the Furious. Uh, but uh, I don't know. It's it's crazy. I I, I hate that it. Uh, you know, I hate that it 
didn't do well. And it doesn't do make well. it doesn't make sense because even though so like even though we just got done talking about it and it's like you know every, every to me it to me Doctor Sleep has easily made its way into probably the top ten possible I would have to think about it but possibly the top five Stephen King adaptations for me personally yeah and and I think a lot of people probably feel similar to that I don't think saying it's in the top ten is is a stretch and it. And it just, you know, it did awful. Like, it just did bad. Yeah. Yeah. That's a fact. I think it will be, like I said before, like a treasured little secret or jewel that will have a cult following within uh, the fan community of Stephen King. So, yeah. It's a bummer. But, no, it didn't have Finn Wolfhard. It didn't have all the excitement that um, it had for Chapter yeah. 1. And I yeah. mean, Pet Cemetery didn't do that well when it came out this year. And, like, that yeah. had, like some buzz and stuff. It's just like, people are so selective. I feel, yeah. It's, it's just, it's weird what people pick to go see and when people pick to go see movies in general. So it's right. just, whatever. I don't know. All right. Yeah. You guys ready to finish this out? I am. We had to Ooh. talk about it. Good. Episode two of the Mandalorian. By the time you're listening to this, episode three will be dropping like tomorrow. So this would be a perfect. Abigail. Prep. How many fucks? Well, if you've been paying attention, I've spent only six fucks, so I have four left, and I'm giving Mandalorian, the Mandalorian episode two, all four fucks, because I am obsessed with Baby Yoda, and I know that's probably not what I'm supposed to call him, or I don't know if he's a clone or what his origin is. All could I know, be a her. Could be. I don't know. All I know is I am obsessed with it. I am. I've, I don't like the term cuteness aggression, but that's what I was feeling while I was watching the show the entire time. I've never had such a strong – and I kept saying this. I was like, I'm having a very strong reaction to this baby. Um, <laughs> it's so cute. It's practical. Um, the way that it tries to help like heal the Mandalorian and gets out of his little nest egg. Um, and then the big scene at the end was just like mind-blowing and – endearing and so many questions the fact that there was like so much uh action with zero dialogue um on the second episode like it went for like i don't know 15 minutes almost with nobody saying anything and that's just good storytelling um i loved it and yeah i'm excited for the next episode i will say the one thing i was very bummed out watching it because i was like okay craig just get me the uh baby yoda for my birthday the the plush figure that i assumed that they had and it's that doesn't exist because they didn't have any spoilers, obviously didn't want to have that be spoiled. So there's no merchandise of Baby Yoda. And I know that Austin Young is like sculpting a, a head. Um, either way, I'm just going to pet my cats until I can have one of huh. my own. You know, so, you know, like somebody like it's he's so small. There's going to be, you know, life size replica black Fuck. series baby yoda probably Fuck yes give it cradle it Jake, it's I'm like baby groot like i remember at the end of when guardians of the galaxy volume one came out and they had the little groot inside the dancing one like people were like molding that and making it and selling it i feel like that's what's gonna happen until it's available for the masses but yeah i love the episode jake what'd you think yeah well you know i don't like babies so i gave it zero fucks uh-huh. no <laughs> no uh i gave it I gave it three. Um, I gave it three fucks. The show's really great. Um, uh, You're seeing a lot of people talk. It's so weird to me. You get so many people saying like uh, it's the best Star Wars since whatever. And, you know, like it is very good and it's very different. And I think it's it's a fun show. There's a lot of cool stuff. I'm really confused by what's happening with the baby Yoda and what he is or or where it's come from. And 
that's a good thing. Like it, it is re- like everything you just said. I, I mean, I, I can't really say much more about it. I have so He's got those little baby hairs on his head and his ears. I am so utterly disappointed in both of you. We saw what? the Mandalorian fighting like 50 Jawas, Jawas on a sand crawler. Yeah. Oh. Disintegrating Jawas. Disintegrating them. And going and, and like it was the great it was it was Star Wars porn. It's the easiest. The it's like the But does it make the but does that make the Mandalorian like, oh yeah, he just killed a bunch of Jawas? No, like is, what's the equivalent assholes. of killing a bunch of Jawas? They stripped his entire ship, the Razor Crest. That's the name of the ship. I learned <laughs> that. Yeah, they have absolutely no They stripped set. it, and Nick Nolte was like, We gotta trade some shit with them. And then he had to go get the egg and he battled that giant monster. And then Baby Yoda used the force and got really tired afterwards. Oh my God. As one does. I have never wanted to cradle. My biggest question about this Yoda is that I wonder if we're going to like. So it's a baby, but it looks very much like Yoda, as in it has no hair. You know, it's just like some scragglies. Like, I just wonder if, like, as it gets a little older. Is it going to grow like a nice head of hair? Do, do Yoda's be Yaddle has hair. So. Dude, do you think he like, goes through know. a, te- a rebellious teenage? Like he's got spiky hair, maybe some dreadlocks. <laughs> yeah, you get that like scene, like the morning wake up montage. He's like blow drying his hair, like slicking it back with the comb. I'm going to say it one more time. I'm going to be so annoyed when this turns out to actually be Boba Fett and they've tricked me into liking Boba no, Fett. No, I don't think it will. I have a, I have a theory about that, but I don't want to spoil anything. I want to hear it. What's your theory? I, I think it's Boba Fett's armor. I don't think it's Boba Fett. You think it's his armor? I do think it's his armor. I think Boba Fett's probably still dead. Um, Or I don't, I think Boba Fett could be brought into it, but I don't think he will be him. If that makes sense. Like, I think, uh, listen, I'm not going to pretend the, the, there's a giant history of Mandalorian folklore that you would have to go listen to like a dedicated star Wars podcast, uh, that is much more well-versed than I am who've read all the books and everything else. But I think this is really great for the, uh, casual to like, I, I consider myself a pretty knowledgeable Star Wars fan, but this is a great introduction into extended parts of the universe that are unrelated to uh, the main saga, and it is really well done. I, I know people keep saying, "Finally, I like Star Wars again." It's like, calm down. It's fucking Star Wars. Is it's great. a little annoying. It's, it's yeah. just calm down. They they didn't make it for you to start liking it again. Although there's no girls in it. No, I know that's not why, but it is. <laughs> It's annoying hearing. Uh, no, here's the thing. Listen, everybody has Star Wars is one of the most complicated and complex properties. Everybody's got different relationships with it. There's people who absolutely adore the prequels and hate the new movies. There's people who love the new movies and hate the prequels. There's people who think- love the Caravan of Courage, like me. <laughs> you do. Uh, I don't know. Everybody's got a different relationship with Star Wars, but it's really been interesting. Like as as people who are so ingrained in these fandoms to see the Star Wars fandom, which can be very polarizing and very toxic, to universally come together and say, this is really good, we really like what's happening, uh, has been very refreshing uh, because the the negativity can be... Divisive. It can be annoying. Yeah. It, can be, it's a, it can be a bummer. It's, it's more fun. Like, even though we're all kind of like cranky assholes, mm-hmm. it's more fun to be excited about the things you like than to be like down about like you know i want to give fucks. yeah for sure yeah i don't want it to all be snyder cut 
you want to spend the fucks. Yeah. Jake, it's no fun to go to a toy show and not buy anything. You want to spend some money. I want to spend it. Yeah. Um, But I I really thought this episode of Mandalorian was really, really well done. It was great. The storytelling. I didn't even care that it was only a half hour. They packed a lot into that 30 minutes. Uh, I liked seeing the Jawas all eating that egg and just being super stoked about it. Uh, Mm -hmm. And uh, I I think it's really good. Like in in two episodes, we we don't know much about the Mandalorian, but you can kind of start. We're starting to sense that he's he's connecting with this uh, young yodel man, Yoda man, this young Yoda man, man. and uh, it's going to be you know that when it comes time to turn him over, he's not going to, and or he's going to, and he's going to regret it, and there's going to be a whole. He's got to rescue him again. Uh, What if what if what if this Yoda grows up to be bad? Like who knows? Like there's a million ways this could go, but I have a lot of faith in what John Favreau and Dave Filoni are doing. Uh, I'm so happy. How crazy is it going to be that week that Rise of Skywalker comes out? We're going to watch episode set the second to last episode of the season, which you know is going to have some giant cliffhanger. And then yeah. the next night, we're going to go see the last movie of the Star Wars saga. I don't think I'm going to be able to emotionally handle it. No, then we're going to come home and watch rough. the holiday special. That's what we're going to do. Yeah. Uh, and listen, there's a lot of Rise of Skywalker stuff going on right now. There's a bunch of articles. Rolling Stone has a whole spread. EW. Uh, so. Dive into it. This this is uh, – I will say this before we wrap up. There will not be another Star Wars movie till 2022. So we've got a three-year break. There's going to be shows and stuff, but this is going to be our, our longest break without a Star Wars movie since uh, – the, dark the, the 10 year break between Since the dark days <laughs> between revenge of the Sith and, uh, uh, the force awakens. So with, with a three year break, there's going to be plenty of time to develop new shows and they haven't even, we don't even know what that next star Wars movie is going to be when it's going to take place, who's going to do it or anything like that. Well, so we might find out at San Diego comic-con. Can Maybe. I, I don't know. Are you going to say Diego Comic? Maybe. You, you yeah. might, I don't know. Probably. Hey, you're not gonna find if anyway you're gonna find, find out at Star there. Wars celebration. I don't know where <laughs> either. Uh, but yeah, it's 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 all good and it's really exciting to have some really quality Star Wars content to dive into and and, and just really uh, it, thirty minutes of just pure enjoyment. That's what I call it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, anything else before we wrap up, folks? No. no. Baby Yoda's life. Everyone's yawning. Is everybody okay? Ah! I'm done. No? I'm done. Worn out, man. Uh, I will say this: uh, we we haven't talked about uh, happy birthday. Abby. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Oh yeah, happy birthday. Uh, we are so we don't know if and when the the next Ghostbusters trailer is going to drop. We don't. We have no clue. Uh, I'd say the best chance for this year, if it's going to happen before uh, the new year, uh, I would I would look at Jumanji, which comes out. I think the 14th of December, which is the week before uh, rise of Skywalker. So that week would be uh, a pretty opportune time for Sony to capitalize. There's going to be a lot of people going to see Jumanji. Yeah. It's right at the beginning of Christmas break. The last one did really well. It's going to be successful. Well, we think, <laughs> or, or, it might bomb. or it would be weird if this one bombed, but I guess it could. <laughs> uh, uh, Jake's could be like, I told you, you can't figure this shit out. Uh, but when the Ghostbusters trailer drops, the day that it drops, we will be doing some sort of 
uh, interactive special episode of Yes Have Some. Might be a call-in show. Power might, to the people. It might be Facebook Live. It'll be something uh, because we know everybody. Uh, that's going to be a cr- that's going to be a crazy day. Whenever that trailer drops is going to be. Uh, I don't know. It's going to be like nothing the Ghostbusters community's ever seen because uh, for obvious reasons. Like there's just no way to, to really put it into words. So we want to be there for everybody to do that uh, that call-in show because everyone's going to have a lot to say and a lot of analysis. Uh, and uh, we're going to be right there for you guys. So obviously we don't have a date for that, but keep in mind that when that happens, plan on uh, hanging out with us for a couple hours that night. Uh, it's going to be really good. Mm-hmm. So uh, I don't have anything else. Uh, if you guys don't, uh, we could go ahead and sign off. Before we do that, Abigail, yeah. why don't you tell the people mm-hmm. about the official discussion group well, for Yes, Have Some Podcast? I think I will. It's so easy. Uh, as Craig illuminated for everyone last week, all you have to do is search for Yes, Have Some Podcast Group Therapy on Facebook, and you will find our group. It is a closed <laughs> group, so just ask to join, and either myself, Jake, or Craig will approve you. And once you're inside, you can post about your eBay purchases and how much you loved Dr. Sleep and how bummed you are that people aren't seeing it and all the things that you're stressing about uh, buying for the holiday season. And yeah, and how much you want to hear from us at San Diego (laughs) Comic-Con. You can talk about that there. Uh, Before we sign off, thank you, Abigail. Uh, Facebook, yes, have some group therapy. Join up. It's it's a lot of fun. Uh, Before we sign off, I got to ask you guys, we're going to this big toy show in South Carolina this weekend. Ideally, what what do you got your eyes on, Jake? What uh, what what are you focusing on for for your collecting needs this weekend? You know, there there's maybe a couple. If I see some vintage Jurassic Park stuff, maybe not like exclusively like Kenner toy stuff, but just other things, I'll, I'll buy that for sure. I'm also like, I mean, maybe if I see some Beetlejuice stuff, maybe I'll start. Yeah. Maybe like that. That's one. That's a that's a collection that I think I want to pick up now that my. Congo collection is complete. Oh, nice. Um, oh, nice, mate. Congratulations so on finishing your Congo collection, eh? What's that voice you're doing? Australian, I mm. think. I don't is know. It? Hey! What is, does that have anything to do with Congo? New Zealand. Oh. New Zealand. Okay. I'm like that guy uh, with that guy okay. from the Taika Waititi. Oh. Are you making fun of Andrew Bayless? No, I'm not making fun. Like he he's not from New Zealand. I feel like he might be you're thinking of Julian. Australia. You're not talking to the microphone. Well, I, there's only one, and you're holding it. I'm like on the other side of the room with my my karaoke mic doing podcasts. Yeah, Listen, uh, so Jake's got his eyes on some uh, Jurassic Park, possibly Me? Beetlejuice. I'm always on the lookout for Batman Forever stuff. Um, I'm also like I've got that Star Wars Return of the Jedi itch that I kind of want to scratch. I'm always looking for uh, figures and books and interesting materials, stuff that I maybe uh, crossover merchandise, uh, maybe some. Party favors. Um, always looking for Batman stuff and Star Wars stuff and ET as well. So we'll see what happens. Hey, maybe some Congo stuff. You got a Congo? Oh, crush. at this point, yeah, I got a little Congo crush. <laughs> and I was watching the toys that made us on Netflix this week, and I feel like after watching the My Little Pony episode, like I might take a look. Like I might give a second glance. You gonna dabble? I might dibble dabble. We'll see what happens. Okay. Jeez. Uh, I uh, obviously will be looking at uh, possibly some vintage Power Rangers. Uh, I still need to get the eight inch Power Rangers figures. 
a couple Zords, some of the legacy stuff. Uh, just see if anything tickles my fancy. Definitely focusing in on some, I'm in Star Wars mode right now, uh, which I always kind of am. I'm, I'm caught up on Black Series, but vintage Star Wars play sets. I want a vintage X-Wing. I want that vintage Millennium Falcon and uh, any number of the original figures, but mostly I'm, I'm, I'm searching for some of those Ewoks I need. I did get my complete wicket in the mail and he's cute as all get out. Uh, so star Wars power Rangers, obviously if it's got a ghostbusters logo on it, I'm going to be interested. And, uh, yeah, I'm very excited. I can't wait to go to the toy show. We're going to get some good video footage and, uh, we'll have a lot to say. I'm sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Mm -hmm. Follow us on social Mm -hmm. media. We'll be on Instagram doing stories, going live and Facebook and probably have a nice little YouTube package with, uh, our shopping excursion. There you go. All right. Well, for Abigail Gardner, Jacob Walsh, my name is Craig Goldberg saying I've enjoyed myself. I'm glad that we're all still friends. Jake was very worried about this episode and we made it to the other side. Yeah. And until next time, mm-hmm. thank you for joining us. Have some podcast. Don't forget to subscribe. And we haven't done this in a while. If you do like what you hear, please leave that five star iTunes review spread the word tell your friends we absolutely love what we're doing here and i don't want to be the bearer of bad news but 2020 is probably gonna be the craziest year of all of our lives and we want to enjoy it together we'll see you next week on yes have some podcast bye